no one who made ordinary choices ever mm. did anything great. What you're saying could be very, like you said, could be a turnoff to someone watching. Um, but look at the life of Jesus. Yeah. Look at the life of Jesus. I've I don't got, think he took a day to, to binge watch anything. Yeah, I agree. And and the reason I think that it could be a turnoff is because you don't have the Holy Spirit. Because when I... Welcome to Gen Z on Fire with Luke Esslinger. My prayer is that you walk in the joy of a relationship with Jesus by discovering the power and friendship of the Holy Spirit. Let's get into it. Hey, welcome to today's episode of Gen Z on Fire. I've got a couple of uh, good friends of mine with me today. Uh, men who are on fire for Jesus. A friend of mine who I just re- uh, recently met, David, and Michael, who's a man of God. And uh, we're going to just jump right into it today. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about your journeys with the Lord and, and uh, where you've come from. Um, and so uh, what is... One of the ways, let's just talk about recently in your life. What's one of the things recently that you found the Holy Spirit be really helpful in your life in, in a way that he's leading you, empowering you, directing you? What do you What do you think, David? What's one of the things more recently that you mm. can share? Let's just get personal. Like right, an experience right or Experience, just... yeah, or something you've been learning. What's Honestly, done? I've been just learning how to walk through daily life, just like with the Holy Spirit. Because, like, uh, let's see, like, before I go to sleep, I'll always, like, try and get a little bit of that, you know, Holy Spirit. I'll wake up, pray, you know. And uh, I feel, like, empowered at school or, like, during my day-to-day life because I've, like, spent time in the presence. And I, I spent time asking the Holy Spirit to fill me and, like, strengthen me. So, um, you know, when I don't do that, I notice a significant difference in, like, uh, my flesh versus my spirit. So, like, when I am in the presence and I'm, you know, feeling with the Holy Spirit, like, I just feel like a lot more strength to, you know, resist temptation, to, you know, be more open about, you know, my faith at school and um, just to be more bold. And um, that's basically it's it. It's good. Yeah. I love it. Practical. Yeah, that is very, good. Very what about you, Michael? Personally, I just, I recently had this revelation that I feel like really we all should know it, but it dawned on me one day that the Holy Spirit is a Holy Spirit. And when I started to reverence him as holy, I could call on him and he would honor me and he would manifest himself. And he started doing it in my house church in incredible ways where it just, it wasn't the norm. It was like, I would ask Holy Spirit and I would talk to him and say, Holy Spirit, I love you. Can you please come and can you minister to us and can you minister through me? And I would tell everybody, just be still. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and he's going to come. And it's like, you could tell he walked in the room and everybody knew, oh, he's here. That's different than what I'm used to. It's good. And it started with honoring him as as holy, and then he would honor me. Break down that word holy yeah. for people listening. Simple terms. The best simple term I can give you is to be completely set apart from anything that would defile and make you unclean. Anything of the world that would require you to compromise blatant sin obviously but even little things that you know inside that's probably not good but it's not bad it's like do away with even that if you really want to be holy and set apart be holy and set apart from anything and everything that would offend 
the Lord's Holy Spirit, because at the end of the day, he is a Holy Spirit and he must be treated as such. And when you do that, you'll be surprised the way he'll show up and just rock your world. Yeah. That's so good. That's truth. Talk, talk about <laughs> pre, amen. That's pre, truth. Amen. That's truth. Pre-recording conversations. Uh, so, okay. So let's, what you just said is so good, especially as we begin to live a life that really honors the Lord. The more and more we, we die to our own desires and the more we put Jesus first, we, we grow closer to him. We know him more, right? He empowers us to be overcoming of sin as well. Uh, I think being baptized in the Holy Spirit is one of the most important steps of the discipleship process. Actually, the God gave me a picture of this. You know how like, you know, how, um, the shuttles will take off and they'll launch into space, right? And there's those big old, you know, I don't, I didn't study it very well, but those big old tanks that are on the side, I think they're fuel tanks that are there to help propel them up out of the atmosphere. But once they get up out of the atmosphere is when they shed those, right? That to me, that moment when the, when the fuel shed and you're, you're out of the atmosphere mm. at that point, gravity is not holding on to you. To me, that's like what happens when you get baptized with the Holy spirit is that you've now shot into atmospheric conditions to the point where you can, you can move at such a different level when you've received that, that with the so Holy good. Spirit, because you now have different desires. You have a different level of empowerment Amen. when you understand that the third part of the Godhead is actively working with you and in you every day. Because when you look in scripture, there's one person in the Godhead who's here on earth still. That's right. And it is the Holy Spirit. Mm. This is scriptural, right? The fathers never left heaven. Jesus is seated with him in heavenly places and the Holy Spirit takes up residence on the inside of us. So I want to talk about though, something that you just mentioned, how he's the Holy Spirit. How do we take, like if someone's struggling with sin, right? And we can, you know, repent, we can confess sin and be clean right before God. But how does someone start to interact with the Holy Spirit that brings them beyond just the confess sin, repeat the sin cycle over and over. What does the Holy Spirit do to break that cycle to push us towards freedom? Right. So I remember years ago, Paul's words really struck me. He said, I died to Christ to the point where it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live, and I caught that, the life that I now live, the life that I now live is different than the life that I lived before I died to myself. And I remember earnestly asking God, I want to get to the point where I'm dead to the point where it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And I looked at Paul's ministry and I realized that's what it would take to fulfill a ministry calling like that. And so I prayed that and I earnestly meant it. And I said, Lord, I'm asking you to strip me down to absolutely nothing, to where there is nothing of me left, to the point where it's Christ who lives in me and no longer myself. And radical things begin to happen. Radical changes begin to take place. My desires changed. Um, I began to wake up every morning and I just said, I'm going to devote the first hour of my day just praying in the Spirit. 
and building myself up. Jude said, I build myself up in my most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. And that's how you, by the Spirit, put to death the sinful deeds of the flesh. You overcome the flesh by the Spirit. Mm, right. So I would wake up every morning, and I did this for a season. I, I, to be honest, I don't remember how long it lasted, but for several months, I got up every day, seven days a week, for an hour at five in the morning, and I prayed in the Spirit before I did anything else. Wow. And then I would read the Word. And something happened, and it didn't take long. A change began to take place to where that one hour became two hours, became three hours. At the time, the Lord was restoring my life, and I had struggled heavily with alcohol and drugs. And I, at that point, I, hadn't, I couldn't even keep a job. So I was you know, home during the day with nowhere to go. So I could end up, I, I was going on four or five hour prayer walks, and it was just like normal for me. It was as normal as breathing because something happened when I emptied myself of me and allowed the Holy Spirit to come take up residence. And I finally knew what it meant when Paul said, you know, I'm nowhere near that level. I'm, you know, I'm still, I have flesh. There's a lot less of me than there was back then, but I still have flesh and, I, and I'm nowhere near the level that Paul was. But I knew what he was talking about. And I, and I knew the Lord answered my prayer because I earnestly meant, I said, Lord, no more me, all of you. I must, you know, and I think about John the Baptist was heralding the coming of the Messiah. He said, I must decrease that he may increase. The man was already living in the wilderness and eating bugs, and yeah. he felt like he still needed to decrease. Yeah. And really, that's what Jesus himself said. If you're really going to follow after me, you got to deny yourself. Deny. Yep. you got to take up your cross to the place of your death, just like I am, and then come after me. And by the way, the Son of Man doesn't always have a place to, to lay his head. This was not meant to be a life of comfort where we take the word and make it all about me, 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 me. And I can get X, Y, and Z if I do this. It was like, no, you you take the word of God. You die to yourself. You allow the Holy Spirit to fill you. And then you take this word and do what Jesus said to do with it. Mm -hmm. And as the Holy Spirit leads you to do with it. And when you do that, you realize along the way, you really encounter the Holy Spirit right. in powerful ways. Right. That That is a big lie that people have bought into in a relationship with Jesus, that that a relationship with him is really to come and just to improve my living situation, my current circumstances that I'm going through, whether that's to bless me with more money. And, th and don't get me wrong, he's a good father and every good and perfect gift comes from him. But that is not the sole purpose of our transformed life with Jesus. It's that the same love that we've received freely, we've received now freely give. It's, it's supposed to affect people around us, right? David, you've had a pretty radical transformation recently. Mm -hmm. You have a story that blows my mind. Um, you know, in your teen years, in your early teen years, you're introduced to drugs and addicted to a lot of things and such. And, and, uh, you knew of church, you were around it and, uh, you encountered God through a YouTube video. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Tell that story a little bit. And um, well, like for a little backstory, like, um, my mom was very addicted to drugs when I grew up. So like, that's kind of like how I used to cope with things. And, um, it just, I, I got exposed to it at such a young age. It was like almost when I took that drug, it was like that empty feeling inside of me from like, you know, the pain of the childhood just was like filled and it was like, Whoa. So, uh, I was just super addicted in a, uh, Wait, wait, what story do you want me to well, tell? I was going to say, really, just when you your life was transformed and changed Cause, in your bedroom, right? Because I was on drugs when I experienced that God was real. And I had this experience where I was like, wow, like God is real. But I didn't even change when that happened. I was like, I was battling because after I realized that God was real, then I realized, realized how real my demons were. Right. You know, I, I felt like 
um, the conviction of partying, the conviction of, you know, lust and drugs. And I felt the conviction of all that. But um, when you try to stop all that, you realize how, like, real it is from how evil, like, the devil is. So I'm just on and off my faith. Like, I just could not stay consistent. I would fall into drugs again, and I would just be on my face again. Um, I would, like, do really good for a week, and then I would just be right on my face again. And I got to a point where I was like, I was so done with the life that I was living. Um, I knew there was something better, you know, before I was so hopeless, but like I had that glimpse of hope, you know? And um, so I was in my room and uh, I just had one of the worst fights with my family ever. And uh, this was one of those times when I was trying to walk with the Lord, you know? I was on one of those spurts where I was trying to walk with the Lord, but I was just so done with my life that I was like, I'm not giving up this time because I would fall and then I would just give up. And, uh, um, I ended up giving into temptation of drugs, and uh, I went and I smoked. I went to my next room, asked my you know sibling for it, boom, got my high, and I just remember like going into my room because this would happen after that experience I had where I found out God was real. Was um, I would you know I would get high, and then I felt like God was speaking to me, and like I would have these weird experiences, and uh, so I'm in my room, you know, high, and then I'm like, oh, I'm about to go in my room, watch this vi the video about God, and. I'm going to think God's speaking to me. And then, so I go on my, my uh, TV, go on YouTube, and lo and behold, there's a video about God. I don't know, just like, it, it called to me. So I click it, and then it, in, in the this part of the video said, we think we hear the voice of God, and people think we're crazy. And I literally felt like, the, I, I could almost say that I felt the Holy Spirit like fall on me. And I just remember like crying, but like one of those cries where it's like a like a repentance cry, like all my sins kept like popping up in my mind, and and I'm just like bawling, crying, and uh, and I just remember after this, I just felt so light, like I was like I felt like I could breathe for the first time, like I'm crying and I'm just like I just felt like this heaviness off my chest was just completely lifted off, and. Uh, that 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 bondage that addiction that i had like i just remember waking up and feeling the the like almost i would i would kind of say like demonic presence saying like oh i need to hit you need to get high like i would spend all day trying to get high i felt like that was just gone and i and i, I did i did real good um and i was sober until you know something, something happened and then uh, i slipped up and then when i slipped up uh i was having visions of the holy spirit I literally had visions of what it looked like to walk with the Holy Spirit and uh, these two kids in my class who said that God hates gay people. And I remember telling them scripturally like that, no, uh, that's not true. It's uh, God hates sin and uh, he loves us enough that he sent his son to, you know, sacrifice his life. So even though we do sin, um, he still loves us. So, so good. And, uh, and yeah. And so what was that night that you got like delivered and you started speaking in tongues in your room. What, what was it like? No, I'm just like, tell that part of the story. Cause you, this situation you had was different from the other time you went up, you went upstairs and you start, Oh, okay. you gotta tell it. You gotta tell it. Uh, all right. So, so like a little bit after, like I got really heavy into like deliverance. Um, this guy, Isaiah Saldivar, he has a bunch of stuff on the deliverance. And I was like, wow, like I think I need deliverance. So I would just pray for it every day, and, like, I had no one to, like, go to, but I was still super addicted to drugs. So I was just, like, in this weird, weird state where it was, like, I wanted to serve God, but I was so, like, I was, I was so bound up. It was so bad. And uh, I just remember, uh, you know, one time I would, like, I smoked, and I just remember how, like, tormenting it would be when I smoked because there would be so much, like, 
it, it was condemnation. Like, you could feel the, it, you can feel the difference between conviction and condemnation. Like, I would literally hear voices in my head saying, like, you're never going to get out of this. Like, you're a failure. Like, just the worst things. And I just remember looking in the mirror like, this is hell. Like, this is, this is horrible. This is tormenting. And I just remember going upstairs, and uh, I clicked on a video on my phone. It was about God. And I laughed. But it was like it was a total manifestation, like I, cause I, I like watched videos about manifesting and and like it was a laugh, but it wasn't me. Like it literally felt like something came up and laughed out of me. I was like, whoa! And I remember rolling over onto my controller, and it like, like it like rolled over onto my controller and it like moved the whatever it was on, and it said, "How to deliver yourself at home by yourself." And I was like. Whoa. And it was by Isaiah Saldivar. So I was like, all right. So I click it and instantly I start shaking, just profusely shaking. Like I was like, you, like I, I could tell that it wasn't my, my, my body shaking, but it was my spirit. Like I was just, it was one of the craziest experiences. So I'm shaking and this, the video comes to a close and he starts to pray out. So as soon as he starts praying, calm, nothing. I was like, whoa, like this is really happening. And, and I just start crying, crying, crying. And he says, in Jesus' name, amen. And I feel from my feet that same, like, shaking feeling rise up out and, like, out. And I start, like, ugh, ugh, and I start puking into this cup. And, and, and when it comes to people, like, this is not uncommon that if someone goes through deliverance like this, right? Yeah. That, especially with you, Michael, like, you've experienced this. I've experienced this. If people get deliverance, it can show itself oh, yeah. in this way, right? Uh-huh. That people can, you know, walk through that. Michael, this oh, yeah. is not this is not something weird that David went through, right? This is something that you've seen oh, yeah. and that God's Quite used bit, to deliver yeah. and set people free mm-hmm. to tell tell us about that a little bit and yeah. and what's going on in somebody's life because it seemed like, you know, was your was your salvation like, you know, it, you have this very like gray area story where you're like, when was the moment? You're like, I don't know. I was getting free. (laughs) What was going on? But sometimes like this is everybody's story is different how Mm -hmm. they come to Jesus, you know? So back up what he's saying. (laughs) Yeah. One (laughs) thing I like about his story is that God said, when you seek for me with all your heart, you will find me. Slipping up doesn't mean that you're not still seeking with all of your heart. Wow, that's good. That means you slipped up. But if your heart is still in it and you're in pursuit of God and you're in pursuit of freedom and deliverance, he's going to meet you. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty and you will find him. When you search for him with all your heart, you will find him and he will deliver you and he will set you free. And those demons don't stand a chance. So anybody who's listening right now and is struggling and they felt like I've slipped up so many times, I don't know if I can get free. The only way you can't get free is if you stop pursuing God with all your heart. As long as you continue to do that, you will get free. It right. took me years because I didn't get to the point where I was doing it with all my heart right away. Wow. There was a part of me that loved the world. Mm. I loved this present world. And uh, I got very desperate because I loved God, but I wasn't with my whole heart. And when I decided that I don't want this world anymore, I don't want anything to do with that, God, I just want you. It wasn't long before I found him and radically encountered his Holy Spirit and got free for good. And I will never go back. It's not a temptation. It's not a desire. It's not even a question that ever comes into my mind. God literally destroyed those chains forever and set me free. Mm. So don't stop. 
that's how you get free is by not stopping. And I don't yeah. want to make it sound like it's on you to get yourself free or you did this or you did that. God did it for you when That's you right. encountered him. But he did his part because you did his your part. And your part is to seek for him with all your heart until you find him. And when you do, boom, game over yeah. for it's the so devil. Good. And you, you end up like speaking in tongues on your own, right, after throwing up. I, I didn't speak in tongues then. I, then? I, I, I actually had my spiritual language, but that's, like, a different story. But Got it. Totally, like, delivered. And, like, one thing, like, I feel like, uh, like, that first experience I had when I was shaking and, like, that radical deliverance, I ended up smoking after that because I had no idea what was going on. Like, I literally thought it was because I was, like, high that, like, I was like, oh, I have to be tripping. Like, there's no way that happened. And I feel like um, in the church nowadays, like deliverance and like manifesting and all that is so uncommonly spoken about that like, like if I were to like know that like, oh no, that can happen. That's totally normal. Like I've watched deliverance videos, but I didn't think like it, it could happen like that. Um, I feel like I would have like went off on a better road after that. I would have known like, oh dude, I'm free. Like I just kind of went back to what I knew what to do. I was like, that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But since then, just to clarify for your story, I mean, you've been walking with, you've been walking with Jesus, like Michael said, not perfectly, but oh. there's been something that I've seen where you're like, I want to know everything there is to know. Oh, oh yeah. And been living it out. Well, cause so. like after that experience where I was, you know, shaking and puking and I, I slipped up and I, I was still on that road of kind of like that gray area. And it wasn't until that, that second experience where I was crying that repentance cry and, like, uh, the Holy Spirit totally, like, changed my life. And then I went sober after that. That's when I kind of, like, all right, I'm, I'm doing this thing now. Yeah, that's good. And you went all in. Oh, yeah. Seems that all in surrender is so common right. with people yeah. when it comes to truly following Jesus. Yeah. Um, talked about it in a previous episode. One foot in, one foot out. It's not actual Christianity. Right. Lukewarm Christianity is not actual Christianity. It's because Jesus was not one foot in, one foot out. Yeah. There, there's no on the fence Christianity. Yeah. 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 And that's why Jesus started with 120, went down to 70, and then from there it went down to 12. And even within the 12, he picked three who were really after his heart that he poured into. And that's not to say anything bad about, you know, the rest of the 12, you know, except for Judas. But yeah. Uh, yeah. It might look like a lot of people are really following Jesus, but when it gets down to the nitty gritty and it costs you something and it's no longer fun and it's actually uh, going to require sacrifice on your part, you'll, you'll realize a lot of people weren't as committed as they thought. And uh, we pray we pray for those people. We don't write them off. And it's not right. for us to try to determine who we need to separate. And uh, you know, right. the Lord is going to send his angels to do that in the last days. But a lot of them a lot of people are, are not really walking with the Lord, even though they may come every Sunday. I feel like like true walking with the Lord is sacrifice. Like like one story in the Bible that honestly kind of changed my perspective is, I think it was David when they were like, he was uh, getting materials ready for the temple mm -hmm. like that his son was going to build. Yeah. He was like, I could give these materials and it wouldn't affect me, but I want to give something that's going to like make me sacrifice because I love the Lord. So like for me, I'll get home. It's like 9, 9.30 and I'm super tired. I'm like, I want to sleep, but I'm going to give that time to the Lord because like I want to sacrifice. And like I feel like the times when I'm sacrificing, sacrificing and I'm putting him over me, those are the times I encounter him the most. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Michael, talk about your story a little bit. And uh I mean, yours is much longer than Dave's, <laughs> just because of the Age. years and such. But, right, uh, yeah. But 
God's been using you in such powerful ways, especially in these last few years. Um, so give us a little overview. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. We drop a podcast every Tuesday at 2 p.m. We want you to encounter Jesus, share this with your friends, and we'll see you next week.